From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, Jr., lots to talk about this week as protests continue across much of Wisconsin after George Floyd died at the hands of Minneapolis police. Democratic Governor Tony Evers has asked the Republican-controlled legislature to immediately pass a bill designed to reform police use of force policies. What are the chances of such a bill being passed? The one that was introduced this session, not great. Um, That bill, AB 1012, uh, has been introduced by two Democrats. It was also introduced last session, didn't go anywhere. This session introduced in March, really after the assembly had already adjourned for the regular session. Um, There's been no committee hearings on it, there's been no action. Now, obviously, the dynamic has changed somewhat since it was introduced. But, you know, the leadership uh, from both chambers, Republican leadership, has not commented about the bill as far as I've seen. Meanwhile, uh, Van Wongard, Republican state senator from Messine, former police officer, he dismissed the bill as a work of, in his words, liberal activists, and says he's working on something on his own. But I, there's just not looking like a great op- chance right now that a bill is going to pass, at least not that bill, in its form anytime soon. What kind of reforms do Governor Evers and Democratic lawmakers want to see? Well, that bill kind of provides a roadmap for what they're looking for, which is trying to change the focus with uh, police officers across the state that to use lethal lethal force as a last result when there's no other means available, to use the minimum amount of force necessary in a situation, things like that requiring other officers who see inappropriate use of force to speak up. You know, basically things that reflect what happened in Minneapolis to prevent that happening here in Wisconsin. Um, Now, Governor Evers has made this call talking about how there are obviously some systemic issues in, in the state and this nation with racism. This is part of his call to address those issues. But I just, again, I'm not seeing a big rush from Republican leadership right now to embrace that, but at least not in its current form. We will see if they rally around whatever Van Wongard's working on if he produces something in the near future. Right. What does Republican State Senator Van Wongard want to see? Well, he hasn't really said what his bill is going to look like. He says he's been working on it with various parties. He will have it in the coming weeks, but I've not seen an actual draft of that bill to know what actually is in there that he's proposing that's different from what the Democrats put out. Also last week, Governor Evers defended his decision to call up the Wisconsin National Guard to help police in Madison and Milwaukee control the protests. Do you think this will be viewed down the line as a popular decision? Well, it's an interesting line that he's walking right now. One, he is expressing over and over again support for peaceful protesters, expressing their First Amendment rights, encouraging people to go out there and express their point of view. He also this week said he did not support, or last week did not support those who were resorting to violence and looting, that that's not something they said actually that's harming the First Amendment by doing those things. And with the guard, he you know defended that decision, saying essentially that they weren't there to rile people up, but there to kind of help assist in protecting various uh, institutions and, and assist local law enforcement. So again, it's, it's, it's walking a line of being sympathetic to the cause without being sympathetic to people who have resorted to things that have been condemned widely, like by looting, um, those kinds of things. 
In another development, UW System President Ray Cross is asking for a special session of the state legislature to approve a $1 billion line of credit so that universities can begin the next school year in fall. Cross says the line of credit is needed because of, quote, significant financial and operational challenges the system faces because of the coronavirus pandemic. How are Republicans who control the legislature responding to this request, and do you think they'll call a special session to take it up? I have not seen a big groundswell of GOP comments so far. Um, really, we're not seeing many movements from GOP legislators to come back and take up anything. Don't forget, um, back in March, the state Senate canceled a planned floor period as the pandemic was kind of taking off and the stay-at-home orders was, was being issued by Governor Evers. They did come back in um, in April to do the COVID-19 bill, but they have not shown any movement at all to come back in and deal with anything um, the, this summer. And there were a couple hundred assembly bills that passed that chamber that were waiting for action in the Senate. I'm not sure they even come back to take those things up. So as far as a special session to deal with what Ray Cross has asked for, I'm not seeing anything just yet that suggests they're moving quickly towards something like that. And finally, it turns out there is only one finalist for the position of UW system president to replace Ray Cross, who is retiring. University of Alaska President Jim Johnson is the only remaining finalist after several others reportedly removed their names from consideration as they didn't want to be named publicly during the pandemic. So what are the next steps? Will Johnson be vetted publicly and what happens if he doesn't pass muster? Well, he, he has some interviews uh, with various constituencies of the campus. Like, he would have to really, really, really fall down on his face to not uh, be the next president of the University of Wisconsin system. So what I've been talking to people, they've really been noting is the dynamic he's walking into, which if you pull back and look at a big picture, one, there's a financial dynamic, right? I mean, the university's already taken a cut in general purpose revenue uh, from the state in this current fiscal year, which ends June 30th as part of the operational cuts that Governor Evers ordered. Uh, the governor is talking about, his administration at least, maybe having a $2 billion shortfall in terms of revenue in this, this coming year. That's likely going to mean more cuts to university. You have Ray Cross, the outgoing president, who's produced a blueprint of how the system should look post-COVID-19. Things like streamlining uh, operations, um, reducing redundancies, those kinds of things. So there's that fiscal component. The political component, you have Republican lawmakers who really were kind of hoping for somebody an outside the box choice, somebody maybe from the private sector to shake things up at the university. You have faculty and staff who are unhappy with the process in general because the committee was uh, staffed by current and former regents for the most part. There weren't any staff or faculty members on that committee. So they weren't happy about the process. It produced a single person, which made them even less happy. And there were incidents up at University of Alaska, which led to a couple of no confidence votes from faculty up there. So you have that piece. And oh, by the way, the Board of Regents right now has nine appointees of Governor Scott Walker, seven from Governor Tony Evers. That will flip next year to control by Evers appointees. So here's a guy being picked by a committee largely with Walker appointees that'll be serving, for the most part, you would think, under the guidance of Evers, a board controlled by Evers appointees. So he's got a very big challenge ahead of him. Now, a couple of things going for him. Um, one, one of Evers appointees was on that search committee. So 
that and spoke highly of him. So you know, maybe that's a way that he shot a sign that he's able to win those folks over those Evers appointees. Um, two, he knows academics. Uh, he's been through budget cuts at Alaska, and those confidence votes were in part because of the budget cuts that he was facing as president. However, he managed to reduce that proposed 40% cut for the University of Alaska system down 20%. So, you know, he's managed these situations before. The question for him going forward is how is he going to manage it with the system here in Wisconsin? Um, can he manage it successfully and, and have a long-term tenure as president of the UW system? That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.